Hi, I'm Delaney Foley, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Delaney and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are Butte Tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lescavar Honda of Butte. Before we get the show started, I want to tell you a little bit about my Lescavar experience. Not that long ago, my wife and I were in the market for a safe and reliable Honda so we can have some peace of mind as our daughter goes out of town for college. We shopped around and shopped online, but we found nothing but cars with high mileage, high stickers, and no warranty at all. I thought Lescavars would be a little bit too expensive, but we stopped there anyway. To my surprise, we found a 2018 Honda Civic right away. The car had low miles and a reasonable sticker price. We talked to Mike Beckman and I asked, Hey, by chance, is there any kind of warranty on this car at all? I expected him to say, get out of here. Instead, he said, yeah, of course. 20 years, 200,000 miles. And I said, what? Get out of here. For a used car? Absolutely. A little later that afternoon, our daughter drove home with her new car, and my wife and I have had peace of mind ever since. As we drove away, we looked at each other and said, why would we go anywhere else? The answer is, we won't. We're less of our customers for life. Lescavar Honda is now a proud sponsor of the Buttecast and the Athletes of the Week. Lescavar Honda, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Proud to be from Butte, America, USA. When I met Jack Hogart in 1987, I had no idea he was a newlywed. I had no idea he was beginning his career as a football official. That career started in high school and eventually took him to the Frontier Conference. At the time, I only knew Hoagie as my 7th grade football coach at Butte Central Junior High School. I thought I was busy with school and football. I had no idea that our coach was at least twice as busy as we were. The one thing all the players on the team had in common during our 7th and 8th grade years at BC Junior High was that we loved our coaches. Hoagie was assisted by Sean Tank Malachny. We also loved Mike Hogart, who coached the other grades those years and also helped out with us quite a bit. Football was not easy. Those were the years when I learned just how tough football practice could be. Didn't realize I could get so tired or so thirsty. But those were always fun days with those coaches. Hoagie always had us laughing, even when he was mad at us. Especially when he was mad at us. Jack Hogart was one of five children of the legendary Bill and Mary Carol Hogart. Growing up on Copper Street, those five children literally had to walk uphill both ways when leaving or going to their house. Bill Hogart was one of my all-time favorite people. Thanks to him and my grandpa, I have a program from Super Bowl XX that was bought at the Superdome in New Orleans. It's one of my prized possessions that I, of course, handed down to my son. Bill didn't go to that game, though. When you hear the story why, it will tell you everything you need to know about one of Butte's all-time greatest guys. Today, Jack Hogart is a grandpa. He is no longer a coach or an official. 
Instead, he devotes his time to his grandchildren, his insurance business, and the nights at Columbus Hall. He is still funny as ever. I met with Hoagie Wednesday night at the KC for this great conversation. He is the second of two of my former coaches on the podcast this week. Keith Miller joined the show earlier in the week. That was not by plan. It just kind of worked out like that. When you get older, one thing you remember is the coaches you had as a kid. Some you don't like, others you absolutely love. Keith and Hoagie fall into that latter category, and I hope you see why with this podcast. If not, I'll bet you anything that you will find yourself laughing at this one. Jack Hogarth just has that effect on people. Listen in to some of these classic stories and see what I mean. All right, Hogue, when you hear the names uh, Rich Hollis and Terry LaProuse, does it give you nightmares? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask that is I, I came across this brilliant sports writing by the great Jim Edgar. This was on, uh, from the Montana Standard on September 4th, 1982, which I, it's your dad's birthday, isn't it, September 4th? It is, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he writes, between them, Hollis and LaProuse dished out more bent or Dished out more headaches, if I could read my own phone here, before the night was over than an aspirin salesman trying to stir up business. One victim was maroon senior running back Jack Hogart, who spent most of the second period and all of the second half on the sideline listening to the Canaries. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of that was Hoop Gibson also. Yeah, it wasn't just those guys. Huh? Yeah, when Hoot was on my team, he was mad, turned around and smacked me. Oh, yeah, who was a central guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, we played with Richie, and uh, he went to North Central with us. Oh, did he? Yeah, Richie did, and then I Terry my whole life. We uh, played baseball all the way through, so that was, it was a fun game. Were those guys pretty hard hitters back yep, then? Yep, yep. Well, Richie didn't. He was a runner, you know. Terry did all the bang. No, did he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found out last night on newspapers.com. I just was, I had to share with everybody. Oh, yeah, see, they were good. That was a good team. They were – Richie uh, – well, he, he went to North Central with us and then to West – no, he went to East Junior High. Oh, did he? Yeah, he went to East, and then well, half half that team we were with in eighth grade yeah. ended up going to most of them to West. And now I can't believe the amount of people <clears throat> I've learned over the years that went to like North or South Central and then went to Butte High. Yeah, it uh, you know Billy Hanley, uh, head of McDonald, yeah. uh, John Hackman, uh, Robert Reed, Todd Higginbotham, and they were both all stayed at Butte High, as was Richie. Yeah, so and yeah, you were a North Central guy. Yeah, yeah. And we all we all play together in North Central, yeah. Yeah, because you grew up like right up on the right up on the hill, on the hill there, right? Hey, I walked uphill. Bo- yeah, I walked uphill both ways. You did. You had a. You're going south to your house. You had to walk uphill and, and north. Yeah. yeah, you literally had to walk uphill. Yeah, right on top of Copper Street. So yeah. down you went and up <laughs> <laughs> up the other side. So yeah. Yeah, and of course, you were on the team the year before. You were a junior. Did you play much on that team that went to the championship game? No, none of us did that. They'd had a, really? a pretty good senior class. Yeah. That was Brian Morrison. Then. Yeah, isn't that something that now these guys are playing as sophomores for sure? They're mostly good football players. Oh, I know. They're playing got... three years varsity. At least some of them are four years. Yeah, when we were sophomores, you're, if you made the traveling team, you were. <laughs> yeah. That was a big deal, you know. Nah, did you, so did you get in and relieve Brian Morris some games? Oh, yeah. I mean. Brian... Was, there, was there an audible uh, sigh of relief by the defense when they saw you run in instead yeah. of uh, Brian yeah. Morris? Brian, the big 6'2", <laughs> 230, and here I come in at one, this is 5'8", 130. 
150 or four. I think it was probably 140 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, you were listed in, at the beginning of the year, your senior year for the Beehive Essential story. You were listed as 162 pounds. And then when you were named all conference, you were listed at 150. Yeah. And I think I found a smoker that year. You were listed at like 153 or something like that. You fought. Because then you got hurt, hurt your shoulder or something yeah, like that in the smoke. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Were you winning when you got hurt? No, I haven't. It just started. I don't think that, I don't think anyone landed a punch. I kind of, it's one of them deals, you know, where you just forget what you're doing and you're swinging. And yeah. next thing I know, I tore my rotor cuff and that was it. Oh, is that what you tore? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was that, bef- that was before your senior year? Or? Let me think. Yeah, it was before my senior year. Yeah. Who were you fighting? Billy Hanley, my best friend in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of you landed a fight yet. No. Billy's looking at me you know, like I lost my mind. I'm swinging around. The, yeah. The, uh, it was crazy. That's something that right up there with a quarter beer night. People probably don't even believe they happen now. Could you imagine a, an amateur boxing match just set up between Butte High and Butte Central kids? Oh, I know. Is it There's the, no way it would happen. No. I wish it didn't happen back then either. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we were, in, we were in baseball season. They go, you know, and, and uh, I didn't do track uh, when I was a junior. So anyway, they oh, you got to, you know, go fight in this thing. And none of us yeah. knew how to box. I mean, God, it was uh, just out swinging haymakers yeah. for three rounds. Yeah. I don't. I, I think halfway through the first round. Exactly. I think so. Maybe we went to the second. I don't remember. It was bad, bad memories. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing up uh, all the good memories for you right off the bat. That was but, a bad one, yeah. Yeah. But you did, you were the backup to, to, Brian, to yeah. Brian Morris, yep. who's maybe the greatest maroon of all, right? Oh, God, yeah. But they, I'll tell you what, and not only Brian, but that offensive line that year. Yeah. I had the pleasure of getting in there a few times, and <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, yeah. you didn't get hit for five, six yards, so that was nice. Yeah, that was kind of, that helps a little bit. Oh, yeah. And Brian was the big bull runner. He'd run over the top of people, you know, where we could run. Yeah. We'd run around them. Yeah. Instead of getting smacked. But, yeah, Brian, that offense line that year, God, they were good. Well, and, and Brian was only a one-year starter, too, wasn't he? At, at, at tailback. tailback. Yeah. Because he, he played. Tight end. Yeah, because Jim McGree was. Jim McGree was. Run, back so there. I always told Jim that he should get a card and hand out and said, hey, I. I was a starter over Brian Morris. Well, I was Jimmy's backup, too. As, <laughs> as a sophomore, I was Jimmy's backup. So. Yeah. yeah. He must have been pretty good. Jimmy was really good, yeah. Yeah. He was good. He just a good guy. Remember, we were, uh, I was a sophomore, and we were running this pass pattern, and it was a flare off to the, to the sideline, and I couldn't get it right, you know. And <laughs> Ronnie Leonard smacked me upside the head finally. That's when the coaches could do that, you know, yeah. come and hit me. And uh, Jimmy said, no, just watch what I do and do the same thing. And, you know. It was just a flare, and yeah. I just, you know, couldn't get it through my head. So, Ron Leonard's got it there. Though. <laughs> yeah. Was that your best sport, football, or you did baseball? No, I think baseball. I, I like playing football games. Practice, well, you practice sucks. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, you're out there. It's nine thousand degrees. And, yeah. yeah. But baseball, I was my favorite. Of course, you were my introduction to. Uh, Practice is sucking, though. You I know. <laughs> Comes around, goes around. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine if, if we compared what you guys, you and, you and Tank were like as in seventh grade compared to what your coaches were like, oh, God. you guys were tame as could be. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jim Stevens, did you remember him? No, I remember the name. Right. I never. But he was yeah. our, you know, and he took over late when we were seventh graders. Yeah. And I think our whole first practice was calisthenics. You know, yeah, your push-ups are all up and down at the same time, yeah. jumping jacks, and, and if we screwed up, we started again. So, 
Yeah, he was. Uh, that was a good introduction to football. Was uh, Jim Stevens? Yeah. I think we had four plays all year. A couple counters off him, but yeah, yeah. And we didn't have. I don't remember how many plays we had. We had not very many running. Had to remember this the certain hole. Yeah. It didn't matter. We just gave the ball to Mark O'Connell and like, we were yeah, good. Let him go. <laughs> zero. Yeah, zero two four and then yeah. one three. I, I could yeah. completely miss my block and Mark would still run the guy over. <laughs> yeah, he was a big kid. He was a good runner. Yeah. There no, were some he, good running backs that we had up there. Yeah. That's some good well, I just wrote last week about uh, Mikey McLaughlin. Yeah. When he filled in for Mark, my uncle Al Hansen, who passed away last week. Oh yeah. he uh almost two be two weeks ago, I guess, Thursday. But uh, he went up to watch me play football one morning and thought I'd be a really good football player for whatever reason. That's why I said he, he discovered what my coaches already knew, that I didn't play hard all the time. Right. I, you know, I wasn't really into the game that much. And, uh, Check it out, the cheerleaders. But, but it was one of the games where, where Mike McLaughlin starts for Mark O'Connell. And Mike had a great game, yeah. and we won. You know, beat the hell out of somebody. And my uncle Al after the game said that Mike McLaughlin's awesome. Well, he's he was good. <laughs> he was. Those guys remember? are so tough. Those McLaughlin oh, brothers. Well, during practice, we used to have to separate them. They were both captains, yeah. so we had to make sure we put one on one side and then one yeah. on the other. Otherwise, they'd start fight with each other. Well, they get fighting to walk from oh, from no. Central Junior High to Cinders. Yeah. yeah. They didn't call the calisthenics outright, and one started hollering and pretty soon they're, you know, back and forth at each other. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Mark Doherty wrote a book about uh, witnessing all the fights the McLaughlin's had in their yard because they lived across right, the street. Right, <laughs> if, they, if you had the old cell phone, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, some of the videos you'd have. Mm -hmm. But so you were uh, baseball. All your brothers were, or both your brothers were baseball players. Billy was. Mike played until... Because I've seen pictures of Mike playing Little League, at least anyway. Yeah, he was we, catcher. We, yeah. And we did Little League, and then uh, Mike did Babe Ruth. Billy and I played Legion. Yeah. Was Mike, uh, was he a bully of a big brother? Uh, no, not really. Right. Mike's kind of laid back. You yeah. know, he, was, <laughs> he was always like that. Yeah, he was kind of, yeah. Because he, he's, what, two years older than you? Two years older. Yeah. And Billy, I think, is, well, he's three years younger. I had that, Mike had that weird birthday where... He could play. He was a year. I was only a year difference in baseball. Oh, really? Yeah. I was born in July, and he was August, so he got the extra year. Yeah. So, and there's there's five of you guys all together. You have two right. sisters, right? Yep. Pam and Michelle. Right. And they're all, but they're the girls were younger, right? Then. No, no, no. Mike's the oldest, and Michelle, then me. Okay. Billy, and then Pam and was okay. the baby. Yep. yep. Pam's one I knew the best when I, as a kid. Oh, I know. She's miss her every day. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. Yep. One of my favorite people. But your parents are, of course, your parents were awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I heard great stories about your dad as a baseball player. He was Like good. he was, yeah. I mean, he could have been, I mean, if, 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 prof or if minor league baseball paid as much as the mines, he may have. He may really have been, yeah. 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 He, uh, he played down for Western. Yeah. And then he was the most disciplined guy in the world, you know. <laughs> really? Got, yeah. Got a little trouble down there, so. <laughs> he got, he did? Yeah, but then they had a tournament here, and then I think he was suspended for a couple of weeks, but the coach let him come back, and, you know, my grandma and everybody went up to the game, so <laughs> thank God they let him in. You know, he got to come back on the team, so. And, yeah, I think it was – Mike told me he was uh, – was he second baseman or shortstop? Shortstop, yeah. Yeah, because he would throw he, – he talked about when he'd throw the ball – because he played, of course, just a few years ago, you could just blow up the second baseman or shortstop right, on a, on a right. slide into the – he said he used to throw it. He'd, oh, have, yeah. he'd drop his arm down. Be down by his ankle. And he'd throw it. So if you were going to slide into him, you might get a fastball right. off the nose. He did that more in softball, I think, is when he really started doing that, yeah. Of course, I don't remember him playing baseball. He was yeah, done, he, but, yeah. way before your time. Yeah. But, uh, no, him and Mike Johnson, 
They, I think they turn more double plays than Mike yeah. Johnson played second base. Yeah. You know the jiggers, Mike Johnson. Yeah, yeah. God, and they get the ball and flip it and run in the dugout. And, and, and he played in the mines leagues and stuff too, didn't he? Who, Mike? Your dad. Did he? No, you know they. Uh, I, you know, because I, I think they had a different league. Yeah. Instead of the minors, I think there was something else, and no. I don't, I don't. But I know he played baseball up until, yeah. and then they went to. But he, I don't think he ever played for the minors. Really? Yeah. There was. I don't know. Some other league, I think they played. Yeah. Yeah. Was he a football player too? No, no. But I, th- I think my dad was 16, 15 or 16. And he was working on the railroad, you know, because his dad left. But yeah. uh, one of the railroads, come, uh, a rail come down and hit him on the, almost cut his ankle off. So he had to have a big surgery to get that sewed back oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. So that kind of, I think maybe he played like freshman, sophomore year in football. And then, but after that, he couldn't play. Yeah. Well, Medicine wasn't quite as advanced, right? Well, as it is today. The company doctor wanted to cut it off. <laughs> really? Yeah, and there was a doctor. Probably cheaper to cut yeah, it off. Cut well for the company, yeah. Yeah. But then there was a guy down there, and they stitched him back up. So, yeah. It worked out. It worked out for him. Well, could you imagine what would have been lost if he didn't have that leg? Oh my All God. this, because his stories, referee in football and basketball, are just legendary. Oh, I know. <laughs> they used to, they had a lot of fun. Yeah. Them guys did. Did you ever get to work with them? I did. I did a lot. Um, when I was, let's see, I started in 87, and by 90, I was doing Frontier. I did Frontier before I ever did, like, a Butte High game. Really? Yeah. You know, back then, they all they had these, uh, there was a lot of officials, and they, seniority and stuff. They, yeah. They all like to do Butte High games, and I thought, God, if I'd never have to do Butte High or Butte Central game, you know, it's a blessing. I think there's a lot of Butte High people out there which I never did. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was just watching an old game today on the NFL Network. It was uh, Chiefs and Seahawks from 1990. I was just watching, you know, the you see a team getting a holding brought back. Football, people, they're watching the ball in football. You know, they're, they're not watching the offensive lineman whether he's holding or not. So in football, they think they're, getting, they're just getting screwed over. They see the big play, they see the nice pass, and then the flag's back. Oh, you just right. drop that flag. So. Right. No, you said that wrong, though. They're watching, officials are watching an area. Not yeah, the but, the, but, but the fans, oh, the fans are, are watching the ball. So, right. so when you see that, they're watching the ball, and then, oh, they look back, oh, he just threw the oh, flag because it was a good play, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, we're down in uh, Western, and Steve MacArthur, you know, Steve, uh-huh. and he tend to scream at the referees quite a bit, and uh, Danny Lynch were down there. And his, that's when Benny played for Carroll. And I'm on the other side of the field. There's Lions, but Mikey Lyons is the back judge. Right. And Eddie Kelly was umpire. I think it was first play of the game, and Eddie threw a hold penalty. Well, Steve goes crazy. <laughs> he was like Bob Euchre, pretty soon. Everyone moved away from him. <laughs> him and Lynch were the only two sitting up there. And Mikey goes, who's the asshole up in the stands? And I, I, I said, well, that's Steve MacArthur. And he started laughing. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. It's going to be a long one. It's probably worse when they know you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of them. And I, well, I'll, another one, we did, uh, we're down in Dillon, and Gabe Walker was quarterback, so yeah. however long ago that is. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, he, I can't, even, oh, they were playing Miles City. No, nope, I take it back, that's a different game. Miles City and Dillon were playing it. I think it was in the state tournament. But it, oh, was it uh, uh, Thomas playing quarterback? Torrey Thomas? Yeah, yeah. And there was, but anyway, late in the game, uh, Dylan had 12 guys on the field and called timeout. 
Ricky Rollins back, Judge Souza's flag. Yeah. I'm trying to think the coach from Miles City with the cowboy hat. Uh, Roloff? Roloff, there you go. Yeah. But anyway, he's going crazy, and he goes out and starts screaming at Rolo, Bob Rolling, and yeah. Jimmy Lynch was the referee. And then he come out and he had a water bottle. So he slams it on the ground. So boom, you know, we got to. Yeah. So I throw the flag for 15. And after the game, you know, the cops had to take us off the field. And, of course, Lynchy put his big diesel truck in forward <laughs> instead of backing it in. And, but it was funny. Rick Petrich, some guys come out. They go, what was that call? You know, like, <laughs> hey, bud, we got to get out of here. If we can't, uh, we'll, we'll meet up with you later. But, yeah, yeah. so. But, yeah. I remember that because Carl Hennel covered that game for the Montana Standard, mm-hmm. and Roloff went off on the officials, and Carl quoted him. Mm-hmm. You know, which I, and I, when I would write a story, I would usually let the guys vent a little bit about things, right. but I didn't get them in trouble because you right. knew it's like a hundred dollar fine if you mentioned the officials. Oh yeah. In the, but in the high school association, so but he called up and he, he kind of denied that he said what he said, and I remember being there the, like that Tuesday after the game, Carl playing his tape recorder up what he said right back to him right. over, the, <laughs> over the phone. Well, I, I think, as a matter of fact, they had to go down to uh, the high school association yeah. over that deal. Yeah. Because they saw all the Butte guys were yeah. screwing this. Yeah. yeah, the Butte Central yeah. guy cheating for Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, that's, yeah. But that, a couple of them games, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, didn't you, didn't Glenn Welsh almost get you killed one time? Well, no, this is, that's a funny story. I just seen Glenny this weekend. <laughs> yeah, he was in doing the state. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have him on my podcast, oh, too. Oh, God. But anyway, we're doing a game up at Tech, and uh, I can't remember who they're playing, but they're, whoever it was, they had this coach, and he's about 6'8", just a monster <laughs> of a man, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, Glenny gets chattering every once yeah. in a while. Well, he's back and forth with this <laughs> coach going back and forth, and I kind of want, you know, I, kinda, I can hear the whole thing. And pretty soon Glenny says, hey, Pal, there's a big parking lot on here. I'll meet you after the game. <laughs> then, then he comes a few players. He goes, you're going to back me, AJ? I says, Glenny, there's no sense both of us getting beat up. He says, you're on your own. I mean, what a, I mean this guy was this massive. He was, yeah. But, oh, Glenny, you know. That's was, awesome. Yeah. But it was funny. I seen him this weekend. Uh, he did the baseball. Yeah, he did uh, one of the state tournament right. umpires out there. Yeah. He's uh he just keeps going old Glenny. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, I think he's a year older than my mom, so he must be uh 72, 71, 72. Yeah, I bet he is, yeah. And he's doing pretty good to be out there. He he did a lot of games. We were in East Helena well in Helena, we played East Helena team at uh, by the fairgrounds there and he was over there doing the game, then the next week he was here doing the game. Threw a kid out. Oh. Uh, third baseman. Oh said, did he? Yeah, he, well they, there was a call. They called the Butte guy safe at third and then they could the next guy they called him out at third okay. and the kid yells that's a makeup call as he's running right, off and glenn right. you're going <laughs> well i think glenn's going for rollo's record i think rollo was god was he 75 or he was when he's seven he might have been 77 when he yeah because he'd be 80 him and my dad are the same age so about 80 80, 82 82 yeah saying so, he's been Probably six, seven years out. I, I would think. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Yeah, so he, he went pretty. He was late, yeah. And he, he could run better than any of us. So did that make you feel like kind of a weenie for, for retiring as young as you did? Uh, no, I, it was kind of different. I, I uh, You get to the point, you know, where. Because what are you, about 57, 58? 57, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you get to the point where you just kind of. These rules changes, too. That didn't help yeah. nothing. You know, a kid got hit hard, and everyone wants helmet to helmet. And, yeah. And uh, 
so it was a lot of that, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was a combination of things where you just say, right. you know, I had enough type deal. Yeah. And, we, you know, when my dad passed away, that was a big, you know, because my dad died in 2015. And he always referred, how do our guys do tonight, you know, meeting yeah. the officials. And he asked about Tommy Quinn all the time because Tommy coached first and then came into it. Yeah. He was always worried sick about Tommy Quinn. <laughs> you know, Tommy, t- he, uh, he tended to blow the whistle before he should have. So. <laughs> but he'd always ask about Tommy and stuff. And then, you know, so after my dad died, and then Jake came into it, my son. Uh, I thought, well, I'll stick around. And him and I got to work a couple games together. So Is he still doing it? No, he did it. Because he's not in town anymore. Is no, he? no, he's down in Laurel, yeah. Billings area. But yeah. he, I think he worked two years in Billings, and then. Uh, Did he use the old flag? No, that's still in my drawer at home. Is it? Yeah, well, that was your dad's flag, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and I don't know how long Dad had it before I did, but you know when you get started, and I hated it when I first got started. It was awful. You know, Butte High, God, their freshman and sophomore teams, they beat people. 42 to nothing or oh, yeah. and they were the games we had to do all the time like, oh this is sucks you know you're out here for five hours and yeah that was before the you could run the clock and all that good stuff but yeah so i, I but anyway when you're starting they give you all their old stuff yeah and so i had the old flag and bean bag and you kept and, the same flag the whole i did the whole time and it should, wasn't yellow anymore though was it, it was, no it was a little stained yeah and, and had, the, <laughs> had, the, had the big threads hanging off the end of it so yeah it, but That's no, cool, though. Yeah. And, and I still had that. As a matter of fact, it was, uh, if Jake ever got back into it, I'd, I'd let him come get it. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though, when, when I said I wasn't doing it anymore. You know, Ricky Rawlings, of course, come over and he says, <laughs> can we get your stuff? <laughs> so I guess there's no change in going back. They told, Oh, really? Yeah, well, they, you know, you give it for the new yeah. guys coming in and stuff. So. See, when Mike Lyons told me he retired from basketball, mm-hmm. he just got kept getting scheduled. Yeah. So he, they just kept throwing him out there. I didn't believe him. Yeah, he worked like five years after he retired because Rolo kept putting him yeah. out there. And so Mikey, you know, he his knees got bad and stuff, but he, he left a year before I did. Yeah. And then Ricky's still going, but the three of us kind of started at the same time. Ricky and I and Mikey, you know. we And so I, I think it was in 90, we're all – my dad was the ref on the – each city had their own crew in Frontier. Yeah. So me and Mikey and uh, Ricky – we, we we come up under my dad, and I'll tell you, he did things a certain way, or he, he chewed the ass right out of you. Yeah. So. Did did you were you at the game when Matt Vincent kept jumping off sides, and they gave Car- Carol the touchdown? No, you know I'll tell you that game. Me, Putter, and my dad didn't get along too good. <laughs> I don't think Putter liked any officials, no, right? But he really didn't like my dad, you know, because they'd fight before the game. But by uh, proxy, I got booted off there too. So uh, Dad and I went with the hell and the crew down to Western. Yeah. And then uh, two two hell and the guys filled in for us at the tech game, and but that was the game I think yeah. they kept. Yeah, up. well, I, I, you know that's one of those stories that over the years, you know, he jumped off sides like seven times. They right. say you know, but it was the second time. Right. It was just he saw the light bulb go on, and and Smigs, I think it was Smith. Was it guy from Helena? I was. Uh, I can't think of his the, name. But right the light bulb went on his head. Right. You know, no. too. At the same time, Matt, he saw what Matt saw. You must have saw the light bulb right. hanging over, and Matt jumped up the second time. And they, they called a touchdown. And I, I can still—I was up on top of uh, the north, uh, or the yeah, the north side of the, the field, up okay. and, up high, and I can still hear Coach Green yelling, "That is not a rule! That is not a rule!" <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but it was—I mean, it was first and goal from right. an inch. And, you know, when you, you jump off sides, and they move it half. <laughs> you can only move it, yeah, yeah. half and half. Half, half of a room. room. 
yeah. So and and Matt would have probably jumped off seven times. I right. think that one right. at the time we until he timed it just right. Maybe and got the sack. Yeah, that Tech Carroll games used to be fun. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. Though. That'd be a lot of pressure as an official to do those big games. Well, like you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it until because uh, you know we just go do a game half the time yeah. and uh, it, we worked together. That was the nice part about having your own crew. Is you always worked with the same guys, so yeah. it worked out. But anyway, take care. We're, I think it was a Thursday night game. Well, everyone in town knew who who mm. was working the game, and yeah. you know, you'd see the Carroll guys. Let's keep it fair, you know. No. <laughs> yeah, so it was. <laughs> quite the deal it was so crazy that i i remember after a tech carroll game i being at uh pork chop john's and some old lady from carroll carroll fan accosted me because i'm not going to write a fair story because i'm for tech right right yeah, and and, like, and i was accused of uh bias stat keeping yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, there's only one stat that matters right. in a game anyway right and i got that right I, got yeah. but it, I think you know i almost ah, that wasn't the game they all kind of run together yeah. you know, but I, I had the game when uh, uh, Jay LaProsse was running back. Yeah. That was a night game, too, and the kid come off the sideline, and I flagged the kid from Carroll and Bandies, tore his shirt off. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there were some dandies up there, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandas, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandas can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Shop where the champions shop at Dig City Supply. The Fan Gear headquarters for all things Montana Tech is right across the street from the Uptown Parking Garage on Park Street. Not only can you get your Charlie or Digger fix, but we carry the area's largest selection of Montana and Montana State apparel, as well as Butte High, Butte Central, and all the elementary school gear. Dig City is also home to the exclusive licensed Butte Icon shirt collection. We partnered with cherished Butte institutions to offer one-of-a-kind graphic tees from places like the Silverbow Drive-In, Beef Trail Ski Area, Bonanza Freeze, and our brand new Evil Knievel designs. Head uptown to Park Street and check out Dig City Supply and find us online at digcitysupply.com. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects and ventilation and exhaust systems, as well as commercial heating and cooling. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer for train heating, cooling, air handling and ventilation products. Remember Lockmer Sheet Metal for all your home heating and cooling needs. 
Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre healthcare. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. You, you, were you pretty easy going though as an official? I can't imagine you're getting too fired up. For the most part, yeah. you know, but uh, I work one central game in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, that's why. Doug get all over you? Well, Doug goes, you know, we had a face mask and he goes, who's it on? You know how Doug goes? And I go, God, I don't know. There was like six of them in there. Yeah. And uh, he goes, I got a right to know. And I go, I'm sure you do. But, and then he kept it up and I'm like, you blow your head. But no, like, like, like Ricky Rawlings and uh, Wes Peters, you know. They had yeah. little fuses, and the, Ricky's eyes get that big. You know, <laughs> pull them eyes up, the flag was coming on. So yeah, yeah. It's funny the people that are. Some officials are so easy to get, they, so quick to get mad. Right. And some you can like I, when I was doing basketball this year, I thought I'd, I thought I'd be that. I thought I'd be the guy who'd throw guys out of the game for dirty looks. Right. But it, it turns out <clears> I don't. It didn't bother me at all when they yelled at me. Well, you know, and the, more the coaches, and you hate penalize the team because the coach being an ass on the yeah. side you know what I mean yeah. I thought about that and I thought you know you go to the head coach and tell him to say hey either you sell this guy down or we can you know yeah. but boy my last couple of years it wasn't like that God we're throwing guys out of the game really? so it was terrible <laughs> I thought ah it's time to go so you just had one central game in all those years yeah well, we were short guys and then my brother always coached the freshman and then he, yeah. he did with the varsity you know, also yeah and uh, but anyway, anyway, I went in and I said I'll go do it, you know, because we were out of guys, so I yeah. went and worked umpire, and it was going pretty good till right at the end. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God, I only did one, just the one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't believe it when you you stopped coaching. I thought you would been a <clears throat> Central Junior High coach forever. You and your brother would both be coaching there forever. When you stopped coaching, well, getting officiating, <laughs> I was shocked. Well, Brody Kelly come around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's a little smarter than I am, so Brody did. He Brody started coaching. He, he was your replacement. Yeah, and we started with you guys. Yeah, and then was uh, that you? That was your first year. I think first or second. I can't remember. Because yeah. Yeah, I was, in, we had your seventh and eighth. You and Tank. Yeah, and of course and then, Mike was always there. He was the, kind of. And Jace Merkel, did he come too? I don't. He might have come the year or two after, but. Yeah. Um, Jimmy McGree helped, and. Yeah, I remember Jim McGree. Yeah, but no, it. Uh, but it, then the, uh, 
Brody come down. That's when the spread stuff was start, and you know. Yeah. And I thought, well, Brody's so damn smart. Oh, I know. Nice Throw that in there. I said, Brody, you're good enough, but you. You did never learn this. No. You just stuck with the maroon, yeah, right. maroon seam maroon and veer. Maroon seam, veer, <laughs> little tight end drag or something. You know? <laughs> Double reverse pass, you know, trick him up. Yeah. But no, Brody, yeah, you come in and I, you know, of course, look at, he's a legend right now in coaching, yeah. but he, uh, I thought it's in good hands with this guy, so off. Yeah. You know, then then it takes so much time, you know, because I was doing, God, I was I was young, coaching new guys, but yeah. I was doing. Uh, yeah, that was nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, we do football, basketball. So you were officiating the same time you were coaching. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't matter with the junior high because you know we played during the weekdays and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a lot of time though. Yeah, because practices were solid two hours. Yeah, at least it's. Maybe, I don't know, might have been six or seven hours, it seemed like at times. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, being on the opposite side of it, you're going, oh, my God. And, and, uh, you know, then I had a mother come up to me, and he, she said, God, my son tore his fingernail. I said, oh, I know. I said, we put some tape around it. <laughs> Boy, I'd just feel better if he didn't play today. <laughs> so, yeah. But everything changes, you know, when you get tired. You get tired I, I hurt my back one time, <coughs> and I, had to, I went to the doctor because I lined up in, against Ramondo. Oh, yeah, Mundo. Jeff Ramondo, and he, my back bent like it wasn't supposed to bend. It wasn't a severe injury, you right. know. But I remember uh, showing up Saturday without my uniform, and you just looked. The look that you gave me, you didn't even say a word. <laughs> the look that you gave me, the disappointment in your eyes that I wasn't suited up to play that game. <laughs> well, we didn't have a lot. <laughs> Well, I, and I was 130 pounds, and I was I one of the big guys on the I team. As a, as a, we didn't have a lot of subs, though, you know. So it didn't. No. Yeah, I remember the I think you were on the team when we played Whitehall, and they just beat the hell out of us. And we couldn't find no one to go in. They were all hurt. Yeah. Well, you you weren't there the game we went to uh, Townsend. Mike took us up to Townsend. Right. Yeah. And we played, and I don't think we won the game, but Mike thought the offensive line played great. And he, 20 years later, he would still be talking to me about that game. About the offensive line? Yeah. yeah. I remember I got in a fight in that game with uh, some guy who was, I thought he was going to kill me after the game because he right. was, you know, six, seven inches taller than me, you know, and 60 pounds heavier than me. Right, and he, right. And he comes up to me and, oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, Connell, come stand by me. And he just shook my hand and said, hey, no hard feelings, good game. It's a big, hey, big, yeah. big country boy big was good. a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. spared my life. Just, just let me live. Yeah. <laughs> Those were fun days that we had. That was a good group, of, that team. It was. You know, and it was, we had the little football. Yeah. Because Brody. Brody could throw it a mile. Yeah, and then and then when they and made Cam it, could run it, Cam McCory could run underneath and get it. And catch it. That was our play. Just throw it up like yeah. and go catch it. But then uh, some guys we had used that big football. Brody was tiny at the time. You yeah, know, Christ, he couldn't get his hand around. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always play with this little one. They go, No, no, you got to play with the big one. <laughs> I, I never even noticed the difference in the ball. I never got to touch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you lineman. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, there was a. I mean, look at the, that was our team. I didn't play. You know, I remember another time. I just sitting out here at the KC. I, when you asked me, I was coming to play in the KC League, and you said, are you quitting football? And I said, yeah, he's play football. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I quit after my freshman year. And I always regret that because right. I remember driving down the street and hearing the names of all my old classmates who were playing in the state championship game. Right. You know, Brian Doherty, Danny Foley, Ramondo, right. you know, Hartwick, you yeah. know, of course, Brody. I remember Mundo. Um, of course, he was our basketball manager, old Mundo. Yeah. Was, <laughs> and uh, so we're starting eighth grade football practice, and Mundo come up to me and he says, 
Well, and he lived right down by the Senders. Yeah. And he says, hey, coach. He goes, I think I want to be the manager. And I said, Mundo? I says, you got five minutes to go get your ass home, get your equipment, get back here. <laughs> he running down the street. And Mundo turned, you know, he went on and played college. Yeah. Time, you know, he was a, he was a good player. Yeah, good he, kid. Yeah, him and him, Cam <clears throat> and Danny all went to Carroll to yeah, play. Yeah. And of course, Brody could have played football. He could have yeah. went to the Cats probably play football. Oh, I think he could, yeah. He was good. He, was, he wanted to play basketball. Yeah. He was just an intense dude, you know. He, he could play defense back easy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then uh, that was a good that was a good group. And then of course RJ was the class behind. Right, and Sean Walsh is right. Sean there. Walsh was your head. Yeah, there's another. Yeah. That was a stud too. Yeah, he Old was Sean. he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He I was gonna have him on. He's uh, he had a surgery, so I got to give him a couple months <laughs> to <laughs> heal up. <laughs> he had one of those old guys yeah. surgeries that we've all had. But Not me, uh, <laughs> I'll come with so far. But uh, he was. Just the most flat-out talented kid, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, what is he? Six-two, two-twenty, and he could yeah. run like a gazelle. Strongs could be yeah. touch around oh, the basket when yeah. he played basketball. I think when he decided he wanted to win something, they won it. I remember, he scored eight touchdowns was against yeah. Haver. Against Haver, and then that Friday night game against Whitefish down in Billings, he scored. Yeah. Thirty-six or thirty-eight points, and yeah, he was a he was a good one. Yeah. There's a lot of good players, you know, both both schools, but. Uh, and I always think about Matt Ritter. Yeah. You know, he wasn't very big. but He was just special. Yeah, something about him. He was really good. Until he went to Carroll. Then. <laughs> Saint. <laughs> That's funny. You, you know, we used to have to meet with Potter before the game, and he'd come run up the stairs, Bob Saints, Bob Saints, Bob Saints, Bob Saints, and he'd run right by you. It's like, come on, coach, you know you were here to meet you, and he'd do it every time just on purpose, Bob Saints, Bob Saints, you know, and blow yeah. right by you. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So you'd sit there, and you'd wait for him, and first thing he'd ask you, how much time? Or what time he got? Yeah. You know, it was always the back judger, yeah. whoever had the time. We didn't have it, you know. So. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll, we'll send him over, Coach. Yeah. But, oh, he was he was a he was a classic. Yeah, was Coach Green easy to deal with, or was he? Yeah, Coach. Yeah, you know, I, I think Ronnie Richards was his offense coordinator there. Yeah, and he was another one. Didn't say a word, but when he did, well, you knew you screwed up, you know. Yeah, just like Bob Beers from. Um, oh really, Coach yeah. Beers? Coach Salo from Butte. I mean, he, them assistants didn't say nothing to you, you know. But if he said if something, he, you knew. Oh, yeah, you knew, I missed it, you know. And he usually wouldn't say much. He goes, what would you have over there, you know? Yeah. You talk to him. And he, yeah, he was great to work with. I remember I ran down, going down the sideline, and I smashed into Coach Salo. It was like hitting that wall there. Just, <laughs> and, and you're, you're on the deck trying to catch your breath. You're, oh, Jesus. But, yeah, he was a dandy. Yeah, good guy. Oh, I like Coach Salo. Great good guy. Coach. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorites. You know, and Brian Arnston. He's something happens to him. Yeah, something happens to him when he goes on that football field. Yeah, the nicest guy in the world. I've known Brian for a long time. You know, but yeah. oh man, on that football field. So then I we're at the game. Then I seen him after the game, and I says, he goes, boy, them guys are screaming in my ear. There's holding. So I start screaming holding. <laughs> <laughs> and they do too. I was there. Uh, oh yeah. In the booth a few times on road games where the yeah you could hear the the guys on the headsets and they're right. screaming like crazy. They're and then he just but you know in truth be said there's holding all the yeah. time you know that but you always fo- focus on the point of attack you know so yeah. if something happens on the backside you go to the guy and say you know I seen you holding quit it yeah you know and but if it affects play you got to call it yeah yeah because that's that's the old saying is you could call holding on every play. every single play. Yeah. But. 
I was talking to Travis Headache and talk about Holden. <laughs> Jesus. They were playing Carroll in the center from Carroll, just Holden, and I flag after flag, you know, and I. And he said, oh, he's holding me again. I says, I know he is. <laughs> what else is he supposed what? to do? I said, Jesus, Travis. I said, we're going to be here all night if we got to call him. I says, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and he picked the guy up. And just I, I bet he threw him 10 yards. The guy yeah. lands on the ground. He goes, well, you can't do that. And I said, well, you can't hold him either. So <laughs> call it, we'll call it a wash. He, have you ever seen anybody who was more of a beast no. than Travis Heddick? No. He he's was still insane. scary looking. Yeah. When he played in the – did you watch the pig bowl when they played? When him and Scotty Manzani were up there playing like it was a Super Bowl, oh, I, know I thought that. they were going to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, Bonesy Thatcher out there playing offensive line, you know, just right. for and kicker, yeah. and then you got two guys out there that are just like like junkyard dogs. Oh, I know it, Jesus. But they were they were. But Haddock, he used to get to the, he'd get past that offensive lineman and get and beat the he'd, he'd beat the the ball to the running back. Right. I mean, the running back would be getting tackled before he had the ball in his hands. I was telling him that over the weekend. I said, you know, I, it seemed like he played a tech for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he started as a freshman and, you know, a nose guard, he was tackle, he was linebacker. Yeah. He was kind of all over the place. But yeah. Good player. Just a nasty disposition. Oh, as I know. Coach Green would say he'd arrive at the ball in bad humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he walks in and you go, ah. yeah. yeah. But he is, a, he's, a, he's an intense guy. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world, but right. he's still... Right. You, you kind of you got to watch him. Hope you're in a good mood, Travis. <laughs> and he usually is. Oh yeah, he's a, which is a good thing. Yeah. But he's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, for the record, that's that's the point of this is how nice of a guy Travis is. Exactly. In case he's listening to yeah. this, so he doesn't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> you're wonderful, Travis. <laughs> but uh, well, back to your dad, because uh, your your dad and my grandpa worked together for a while at the county. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because my dad was the electrical, or my grandpa was the electrical inspector. Right. And your dad was an electrician. Right. He was the county electrician, right? Was that? Yeah, yeah. He was in charge of the lights. Cause I remember Don Peoples saying something about how somebody was talking about how he got a shave. One light he'd bring it, that he'd get to shave at the, at the light on Montana and Broadway because <laughs> it was so long. <coughs> that, uh, I, I think when, when dad started, I think he took over for uh, Jack Harrington, right? I think. Oh, did he? Because I think it was ran through the fire department. But anyway, that, that's where his first shop was, was in the fire department. Then oh, really? To the corral, yeah. But it was your grandpa that was the inspector, right? Yeah, he yeah. was inspector. Yeah, he was, uh, I'm not sure, it wasn't that long, maybe five years. Five years. Or something like that. If that. Yeah. At the end of his career. But I, it was long enough. Well, he wasn't, he retired, I think, in 90. And he was working, so in 85, 86, he was working because... He was working for the county when your dad went to the Super Bowl, when the Bears were in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I have a Super Bowl program from that, which is one of my most prized possessions. That was the one in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at his funeral, I told your mom how grateful I was that I have that program from the Super Bowl because your dad, and immediately she got pissed off at your dad. Yeah, because he, he didn't go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, they only have so many tickets and too many of them win. They flipped a coin and I, I dad and I... I uh, there's like five guys there and had four tickets, right? Something like that. Or three tickets and five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So they went to a bar and watched the game and <laughs> probably had a better time. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, but you know, he always said that. God, I should have went to that game, you know. Oh, did he? Yeah. But, well, but your mom thought he should have went because he got the tickets. Oh, I know. Well, I think Packy Buckley from remember Packy yeah, from the club. From club 13. I think he got the tickets for him. I'm not I'm not 100%, but I think yeah. that's where they came from and then 
I think my dad and Mike Johnson and I can't yeah. I can't even remember who all went down, but I know poor dad come back and talk for a week. He was hoarse. <laughs> yeah, they had a good time. That that said a lot about your dad though that he put himself in the coin flip. Right, right. You know, because he could have said, well, "All right, I got the tickets. You guys flip for the other ones." Exactly. But right. he didn't. I always thought that said a lot about him. Yeah, and they were, you know. They're all good buddies, and so Dad says, well, I guess we're going downtown. <laughs> and they, you know, scalping tickets, <clears throat> you know, they didn't have that kind of money. To, yeah. But that's funny. That would have been a fun trip. Oh, God, to New Orleans. I, I'm trying to think what year that was. Do you remember? That, yeah, it was January 26, 1986. <laughs> I remember the, yeah, I can tell you everything about that. It was a <laughs> oh, focal, the bears. Oh, focal the bear. part of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bears finally win. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought it was the first of like 30 in a row, but it was, yeah. it was the very end of my good times as a Bears fan. A one and dunner. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's what I kept saying. I just hope to God we're not in the boat you guys are in now. I hope so. Our poor Packers are getting rid of the half the team. Uh, yeah, that would, uh, that, that would be a shame. <laughs> and your dad is a, was a Packers fan too, right? Yeah, he was a Packers fan. and He was a Dodger fan, if you can believe that. Oh, he wasn't a Yankees fan? Towards the end, he was always a Yankees fan, and my mom and sister were diehard Dodgers. Yeah. He says, God, I started watching him, and I know all the players, so he turned into a Dodger guy towards the end. But, oh, really? Yeah. And Packers, and then, because you're all Yankee fans, right? All the holders, no, aren't they? No, no, I'm Reds. Since oh, you're not even, Reds. oh, oh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I know, I see. You're, I know Mike's a Yankee fan. Mike's a Yankee fan, and Billy's a Kansas City Royals fan. Really? Yeah. But yeah, my poor Reds. By the all-star break, we're done. We don't <laughs> nothing to root for. But Mike was a Bears fan, or still is a Bears fan. No, I, that's it right here. When yeah. we were younger, he was a Dolphin fan. I did not know that. Yeah, and then he turned into a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He was a guy who switched teams. Oh, God, yeah. Is there a worse thing than a guy who no. switched teams? And then he went to the Bears like in the 80s, and we teased him so bad he stuck with them. Really? I, oh, th yeah. I thought he was a uh, Bears fan because of Butkus. No, oh God, no. He was... Because uh, I know he's, he loved uh, Thurman Munson, right? Yeah. Larry Zonka, and I think he... Wow, I didn't know him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see him now. I know, so you got to give him... <laughs> I thought he was always a lifelong no. Bears fan. No, he was Miami, then Pittsburgh, then the Bears. Because he's got his... If you text him, it says, Go Bears! It's oh, got Ditka on it, y'all. Yeah. Well, we were at the, somewhere, and he takes off the sweatshirt, and he had the Packer, or the Bears, hmm. another sweatshirt on, took that off, and then he had the Bears T-shirt on. I was like, <laughs> He's a special human being. Oh, God. I didn't realize he switched teams, though. I... Yeah, three times. Well, there's his third team. Yeah. But he's always been a Yankee guy. I'll give him that much. Yeah. But no, the Reds and uh, but it's almost like your Bears. Yeah. I thought he was a Bears fan just for the fight with, with his brothers and dad. No, he... Going against the Packers. No, he turned later on. Hmm. And That's the, interesting. Billy and I, though, Packers. My little sister was a Packer fan. So. Really? My brain See, so she had one flaw then, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Jake's a Packer fan. Yeah. We went down there this year. That was fun. Oh, you went down to watch the Packers? Yeah. Did they win? Uh, they weren't very good this year. They, they, they had a tough year. Oh, they did win that one. Yeah. I can't remember who they played. <laughs> it's kind of all, everything kind of runs together. You're going, holy cow. Yeah. Is that the first time you were there? No, I, that's about my third or fourth time. Uh, have you been on some of these trips with Bernie? No. Billy Robinson used to throw some trips together and uh, stuff and we go down, but I did say, this was as long as I've stayed out of a bar, 
Lynette and I, we went down, we watched the Cats play North Dakota or South Dakota, wherever, yeah. in the playoff game Saturday. We were the first ones to get there, you know. And yeah. That was the last time I was in a bar. You go with the other guys, you know, you're in the bar the whole time. And yeah, I can't imagine. They're in the bus. I imagine that just a bar on wheels. Well, that's burning them. But, you know, when we'd go down there, be four of us, one time eight of us. Oh. You know, and so we'd, oh. we'd say right in Green Bay and all, oh, man, that was fun. That must be a fun town. It is, yeah. The bars there are probably pretty. You know, and it's, if you stay down around Lambeau, you know, you got them bars that are right there, and you can walk to the hotel. It's usually colder than hell down there. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Didn't get the nickname Frozen Tundra for, 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 for nothing. nothing. Exactly, <laughs> right. So, yeah. There's always fun in motion at the Big Red Barn. Old-fashioned service, that's what sets us apart. Where you can win and laugh out loud. The hokey pokey is what it's all about. Where neighborhood people have good old-fashioned fun. There's always something here for everyone. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. 5518 Designs is your Montana lifestyle apparel headquarters in Uptown Butte. We're gearing up to launch all of our brand new designs for the summer. All our designs are created in-house, actually in the cabin that we have in the back of the store, and they're meant to get you psyched about all your summer adventures. Whether it's biking, hiking, floating, festivaling, or just chilling lakeside, we've got the tees, hats, hoodies, and gifts that everyone is sure to love. And we haven't even mentioned our unique line of Butte gear, but we'll save that for another commercial. In the meantime, stop into 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and shop online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for somewhere to watch your favorite teams play or just somewhere to meet your friends? Or are you looking for a place to hold your big celebration or cater your private event? Look no further than Metal's Sports Bar and Grill. They can do it all. With their 31 big screen televisions, you will not miss a second of action and a full menu of cooked to perfection favorites is sure to please. Try the Vault Burger, raise fingers, or one of Chef T's specialty items. Or just enjoy a drink and some friendly company with Dave and the staff as you take in the action at Metal Sports Bar and Grill. Metal Sports Bar and Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Stop by today or check out their menu at metalsportsbarandgrill.com. Metal Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and 
in the store. Yeah, so when did you get married? How old were oh, you? Oh, God. I was 22. Two, 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 two. Was that 22? Yeah. Long time. So you're pretty young. Was yeah. Lynette a central girl? No. Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. Got drunk in the Vu Villa one night. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. Yeah. The rest is history, I guess. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us have stories. I know. Like that. Oh, girl, Jesus. Did you ever work there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I know Billy and, and Mike did. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, God. Well, I got married in 87, so probably for two years. Yeah. Oh, so you were a newlywed when you started coaching us. Oh, yeah. Newlywed, See, that's what I said. You get married. Official. You start reffing, coaching, and hunting. I even hunted with back. Really? <laughs> didn't, didn't own a gun or nothing, but I'd go, you know, anything <laughs> just to get out of the house. <laughs> I'm going. I'm in. All these hobbies you suddenly yeah. have as a married guy. Yeah. I'm going, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're busy. Yeah. Do you miss coaching or, or, or officiating or anything? You know, it was funny. Uh, John Francis... Lappins, Lappin. Yeah. Lappin, boy. But he did a state championship last year. Was it a state championship? I think, I think he did, yeah. yeah. I think the ca- up, in, up in Capitol, right? Yeah. But anyway, he called me before the game, you know, and he says, I thought my first game would be with you guys, you know, and I'd be the back judge. I yeah. Said, he said, any tips? I said, yep, just get that game going as fast as you can. I said, <laughs> Don't give him enough, enough time to bitch at you. I said, just keep, the, you know, so when the play set, just keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you coach baseball too, because you, yeah, you I, and the sheriff coached the muckers, right? Oh God, yeah, that was that was fun. When was that? What years were they? Let's see, I got to do the math here. Probably eighty. Let's see, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, maybe right in that. Yeah, right. God, we had fun. Okay, is that the time when he drugged the field? And fell state, out the other side. At the state tournament. <laughs> well, and that's when. Well, that was their fault. They put me and Eddie in charge of the beer cooler, for God's sakes. <laughs> you guys sell beer, okay. You know. Yeah, and you drank more than you yeah, sold, right? One for you, two for us. Type yeah. Deal, you know. But yeah, that, well, as a matter of my little brother and uh, Jay Grant and all them guys were playing. And they, I think they ended up getting second or third in the. I remember one night, whatever night it was, but, um, you know, God, the game got over. By 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Fonz was coaching, and so me and Eddie go down to try and work the field. Eddie jumped on one side of the cushion and fell out the other. <laughs> and Fonz has gone, never mind, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Was that the one, the same time when he was doing a nice figure eights and he's all proud of himself? Yeah. Dragging the field, and Fonz says, That was a great job. <laughs> Want to hook the drag up and do it again? <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> That was a tough weekend on us, Eddie and I. But him and I and Chopsy Driscoll, you know, when we were coaching. Well, here's – remember Rob Rob Winger? We're in the – we lose the game, and Eddie has this deal, you know. Anybody who watches the third strike, they're going to run after the game, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, half – 90% of the team is running. And I look up, and I see Rob Winger in the back, and he's always leading. I go, he better better not be laughing them bastards out there. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm watching, and – so anyway, they were done, and uh, we're in doing the book or whatever. Robbie Hill comes flying in. He goes, "Winger's down," <laughs> and we go back, and here's Wing just flat on his back. He was he had asthma. He never yeah. told us he had asthma, you know. And so Eddie's sitting there trying to, you know, do whatever. And you know, you used to be able to drive your car in behind on that behind the alumni coliseum yeah. there. And so Eddie comes flying in in this little blue Maverick. We threw him in the car, and. Uh, 
Wings grandma's hollering at us. <laughs> and we're going, hey, let's just get the guy to the hospital, you know. Jesus said he goes off the tracks, flew off the tracks. And I'm behind him, you know, I'm yeah. coming down behind him. And he's airborne going off the tracks <laughs> by tech there. And, oh, man. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. That'd be scary. Oh, yeah. Although, that'd be a good punishment for looking, going down looking, right? There's oh, yeah. anything worse than going down looking. <laughs> My son, when he does that, he gets all mad at the umpire. I said, yeah, maybe the umpire missed that one. But right. you had two other ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Should I take the first one? Yeah, no. Oh, I done that. I, poor guy, counseling and all. And I, I said, go ahead, take one. Take it, is yeah. what I said. And he took me the wrong way, and he took a swing at it. Popped her up with the bases loaded. You know, you're going, nah, that's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> she said, don't swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little more simple instructions. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you play in baseball? What position? Oh, God. I played them all. I, I caught Started out catching. Well, they were all catchers, weren't you, a little mm -hmm. bit? Yeah, in Little all League. Over. Little League, yeah. And then I played shortstop. I played third base. I played all the outfield. Whoever, when I was 13, whoever pitched, I played their position. Yeah. So that was, like, Joey Shelty was on that team. I, I played third, and someone else would be in the outfield. You know, yeah. So, yeah. You played for Skinny, right? Mm-hmm. What was he like as a coach? Just like he is. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. I, I, he, I met with him today at the M&M. He called me up. He was giving me just a stack of notebooks and, and books about officiating. Oh, yeah. And the notebooks are like, he took them all. I mean, he, he, he filled these notebooks with just thoughts that he had and, yeah. and, and <clears throat> stuff that he watched from DVDs. I think he, think, I think he knew too much. Yeah, he, but I, I go, you're like a beautiful mind. Yeah, he was. Because you know, you're kind of nuts. He pulled some shit out, and you're going, <laughs> what, where'd that come from? You yeah. know? He goes, well, I'm right. And I'm going, well, I'm sure you're right, but it's not. It's a bullshit call. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've ever joined that. You're called Mr. Robook. He goes, hey, Mr. Robook. Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. What's it? He would say, you know, you might know every robot, but you don't know how the hell to call him. <laughs> you know that one when the pitcher's standing on the mound, and there's a guy in front of the base, and they tell him to step off, and he steps back with the wrong foot or something. Yeah. You know? No one's doing anything, you know. Yeah. And the guy who thinks he knows everything calls the Bach, you know. Yeah. So Eddie and I are down Dylan. The guy done that to us. And I went, I, you got to be shitting me. And the guy goes, well, he balked. I said, I know he balked. I said, yeah. but who calls that? Yeah. Well, I have to call it. And so inning or two later, his pitcher does the same thing. Or the Dylan guy does yeah. it. And of course, I go crazy. And back on the bus, I got thrown out a lot. And Eddie got, Eddie got tossed once or twice himself. So. Well, get arguing a balk will almost automatically get you tossed, won't it? It's like arguing balls and strikes. Yeah, or if you call them a dirty name, they didn't like that. <laughs> you know, when we were young, we were in our early 20s, you know, and you son of a bitch. Or, you know, you come out yeah. and say, like, hey, sir, can I talk to you? With you dumbass. And no tact at all. No right? tact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You learn as you get older, I guess. Yeah, that's well. Skinny loved Colin Bach. I know because then he could show the guy right. what he did wrong. Right. <laughs> I always got a kick out of that. You know, and, and Skinny and well, you know, my Lily coach is Mike Parent. Oh, you yeah. play for Mike too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, fundamentals, boy. We, yeah. You knew the fundamentals of the game. Yeah, I coached with him a couple years ago. Oh, and it was fun watching him teach the kids. Right. It's amazing that he can do it since he can't hear. He can't hear. Which is the key to him being a good, being able to coach in Lily for so long. Right. Because if being deaf is a good thing, right. so you don't hear the fights, the oh, arguments, yeah. all this stuff that they're saying. Got a fist fight in the thing. Yeah, hey, yeah. You know? yeah. If there's there yeah. could be three kids could be killing each other. Mike didn't know. He, didn't. he, just, yeah. he just watching the game. <laughs> oh, he was a good guy though. Yeah. And I, anyway, I didn't know this. I can't remember we were in here at the Blue Villa one night, and he goes, "You're Hogarth, ain't?" And I said, "Yeah." And he says, "His dad, I can't remember his first name, Mike's dad." Name. Yeah. He goes, I I know. "He goes, I'm the one you talk to on the phone all the time." I go, 
what are you talking about? Uh-huh. But he would call, you know, yeah. he had to get called for practice or something. It was Mike's dad, and he said, who did it? And I went, well, uh-huh. Mike's dad told me he did it. He called, He was one who called for him. Right? Yeah, called everyone and said, practice tomorrow or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Well, text messaging was a big thing for Mike for communicating. Yeah, we didn't have the text. Yeah, right text message and, fa- and Facebook messages. Right. We had the smoke signals. Them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, he could read your lips. Yeah, oh, I know. He was to a certain extent. You can always tell when he gives up. He's ever oh, grab him and get in front of yeah. you. <laughs> but like sometimes you'll be trying to tell him something right. and he'll listen and he'll just say, Oh, okay. You can tell he didn't. Right. He just he just gave up on trying. Right. But uh yeah, yeah, what a what a great guy. Oh, he was something, yeah. So you played for him. I always wanted to play for him. Yeah, he was fun to play with. And then skinny, um played for him when I was thirteen. And he was a good fundamental guy too, you know. Yeah. And then uh Well he said your dad was gonna coach with him. That's how he got one of you guys on the team. Yeah. Yeah, because well, uh, they had the coaches rule, and and I don't. You only have two coaches or whatever. And if you took the, if you took a brother, you had to take him in the first round or whatever it was. Yeah. So he takes Joey McClafferty in the first round. Skinny does. Yeah. I played with Joey my whole life too. Yeah. Oh, we were on the Alex, uh, John Dinsmore, Chrysler, playing with Dodge. That was the name of our little <laughs> Babe Ruth. And really? that. Yeah, and then uh, we played a couple years of Legion, but. Yeah, that's how skinny. So then it comes around again. He picked me, and then the guy from I think Mike played for Browns. He threw a fit, and Skinny called my dad. He says, "Do you care they're on the same team, <laughs> or you want to be my assistant, or whatever?" He yeah, said. he's going to so, be his assistant. Yeah. So I never played on the same team with my brother Mike. Never did. Huh? Did you beat him? Yeah, I think the little league was a battle. Hey, Johnny Brom and a few of them guys—they were good players. Yeah, but. And the Babe Ruth was such a big deal back in those days. It was, yeah, and they had a good feeder. I remember when we went to Legion, you know, we had, I think the Legion team had, they got third in state, and we played for the champ, or the undefeated game to go into the, as muckers. Yeah. But we had two teams, two mucker teams. And you didn't have, to, like, the final roster had to be in whenever, in the June. Yeah. Or, and we were so far back because, you know, and then when we had the cut, then we made the run at it, and we in, we barely made the divisional tournament, and then we ended up making state. And we played that undefeated game up in Glendive. Really? Sly Jim was our coach, yeah. Oh, he played for Sly Jim? Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He's such a nice guy, wasn't oh, he? Oh, it was funny. You know, <laughs> we were at practice one day, and he goes, Hey, Jack, I want to talk to you a minute. So over we go, and he says, uh, I, I noticed your cleats are in tough shape. He goes, You know, they pay me for doing this. I'd like to buy you some cleats. Oh, really? Yeah, and I go, and then you're embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I go, well, no. I said, you know, practice, you know, we're just starting. I said, we're, I got to get new cleats, you know. Yeah. But he was going to buy my cleats. I That's go. awesome. Yeah. That's not surprising at all. No, I mean, Sly was it. But he pulled me aside, you know, and I was, I was going, oh, God. Yeah, you know, and so. he he didn't, John's a couple years, he's like probably Billy's three. Billy's Okay. He was a year behind me. Because he graduated in 86, right, John? And Billy did, but he had that. Yeah. John had that birthday where he was a year. Because he was, he was like oh, 17 man. when he graduated, wasn't he? So. Yeah. So he was like 15 when he was contributing to the championship team there in 84. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He was he was a superstar. One. But And I think that hurt him playing back, you know, because if you play with Buny and my brother. Yeah. Uh, but, man, he could throw. Really? He was a Well, I'm going to tell you this story. I get a call, and this guy goes, do you coach the Legion team? I said, well, yeah, the, the B team. And he goes, do you know – if John Sullivan's pitching this weekend down in Billings. And, I, and he quits in the meantime. Yeah. And I go, 
But boy, I don't know. I said, I can check. <laughs> and they live right down the street from me, Sly Jim did. So down the, yeah. you know, I went down the house and I said, I told him the story. And he, I said, I'm sure Fonz will let you come back and pitch. And they, they said, nah, they'll let I'm done. Great. So he lived up, he was an uptown guy? No, 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 no. Oh, that was, was, I was married then. I was, oh. I met, yeah, downtown. Oh, he was back then. Yeah. But yeah, he was something. He was a good one. Yeah, I, my first uh, high school game officiating in Anaconda, I had uh, getting some heckles at, during the timeouts. I was getting heckled. I looked up, and it's John Sullivan. Is this your first year? That was my first year ever. Yeah, because I wasn't as a sport, working as a sports writer. Oh, so you and Haskett. Me and Haskett were, they kept referring to us as the young guys, and our combined age at the time was 104. Oh, I know. <laughs> Haskett, I seen Ronnie go, boy, I wish I started a long time ago. Oh, we had a fun. We had a blast. Yeah. I worked. I worked probably thirty games this year with Haskins. Oh wow, third. And I did. I did basketball. This was kind of a good story. We're down in Missoula, and you can work all the games you want down there because yeah. through the MOA they do the grade school and the junior high and everything. You know, <laughs> it was kind of fun. my first tactical. And I, I call on this kid on the bench, and the coach goes, "Who's that on?" I looked at the kid. And I looked at the dad, and I go, that's got to be your kid. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> looked I the same. I go, holy Christ, yeah. So, yeah, that's basketball. That, Hopefully it was. Yeah. It was. He goes, what did you do? You know, did you call did. a lot of technicals? No. I, I called one uh, in a travel tournament just because it was a fight. Right. You know, it was a push, you know, situation where they pushed each other and stuff. Right. But not in high school. I, I, there's probably a couple of times I could have. Yeah. But I think I only did it for two years, and I go, no, this ain't. Didn't like it as much no. as football? No. And then, like I said, I didn't like football that much either when I first started. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, but it's kind of funny. You, you get these new guys, to, and they start, and they, until they figure it out, you know. Uh, yeah. I remember Disco. Uh, he started a few years back, and we were talking in here one night, you know, and he used to do the junior high games and, yeah. with two guys, and I said, Disco, if you're going to do this, I go, everything you think you know, forget it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you know how disco. Yeah. And he worked a couple games. He come up and goes, boy, you're right. He said, well, it's a whole different deal, you know, when yeah. you're down there. You know, because you're looking at areas and stuff, and the fans are looking at. Yeah, the fans are watching the ball or right. watching their kid. And you can see a lot more from up there, too. You know? Yeah. You're down there with them guys. And then the ranches, that's that place, too. You're down there. You can't hear yourself. You can, Johnny Winston was from me to you away blowing his whistle and I couldn't hear it really you couldn't hear the whistle oh yeah because I mean it it's a loud place oh man it gets loud and that's when they were playing the music they, had, they keep the music going and finally they said no when the play starts you got to turn the music off yeah. you know, so. <laughs> don't need any artificial yeah, noise exactly, in the ranch right yeah that's the loudest place I've ever you know the game the loudest game I think I remember that being before the, the championship game was week before when they played uh, in 2012 they played a Saturday afternoon game in the semifinals with CMR. Was that all the snow? Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of snow. That's why they couldn't play that. CMR said they couldn't make the trip that right Friday night. Friday night, which, and I remember Ari Gray asked me to write a column to pump the crowd up, he says, because they're doing that just to get our crowd because right. they'll know they're hunting. And like, well, it could have been because there's like nine feet of snow on the highway. Exactly. You know, right. you know but I wrote something, you know, and uh, boy, the Great Falls people still hate me for that. But uh, <laughs> when we got that game, Oh, yeah. Because when, when Billy Robinson makes a tackle at the goal line on, on a two-point conversion and he didn't get in just watching 
when you could see that those offic- the officials' arms weren't going up, right, the place just started getting louder and louder. It was so, I, and it wasn't even the biggest crowd. No, but it was so loud. That was a well. That would have won the game, right? It'd be yeah. It was. Down. It was. Yeah. We were an inch, an inch either way. Right. Was the difference in that game? Right. Talk about a game of inches. That was a game of inch. Oh, I know it. God. And then of course they're showing proof all the time that pitchers with the yellow line drawn down right. where they, you can't couldn't yeah. see the field. You know. <laughs> Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week, Butte High Junior Camber Leary and Butte Central Senior Kyle Holter. Leary, a shortstop, takes home the girls' award. She smacked eight hits in three games to lead the Bulldogs in their final week of the season. The leadoff hitter went 4-for-5 with two RBIs and two runs scored in a 15-14 loss at Gallatin. After a 1-for-4 effort and a 6-5 loss to Flathead, Leary went 3-for-5 with two RBIs and a run scored as the Bulldogs closed the season with a 14-4 win over the Bravettes. Larry finished her junior campaign with a team-leading 414 batting average. Holter receives the boys' honor after a big performance at the Western A Divisional Track Meet in Corvallis. He placed second in the high jump, fourth in the long jump, and seventh in the javelin. At the divisional meet, Holter cleared a season-best 6 feet 2 inches in the high jump, leapt 20 feet 7 and a quarter inches in the long jump, and launched the javelin 167 feet 11 inches. Holter will compete in those three events at the Class A state meet in Laurel. He will also run a leg of BC's 400-meter relay team. Congratulations, Camber and Kyle, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for recognizing the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. It's that time of the year again where we want to say thank you for all your support and the votes in the Montana Standards Best of Butte and Beyond. You voted us the best new car dealership, the best used car dealership, best auto body repair, best place to get your oil changed, the best car salesman, and the best customer service. So June 9th is our customer appreciation day. Stop on down and see us and enjoy lunch on us here at Lescavar Honda. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party? Or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. This message is brought to you by Anno Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Butte cast? Well, folks, money talks. Anno Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda, but that's not all we do. 
We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email anodedesignsllc at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the Buttecast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. That used to be funny, though, back ref, and, you know, we do a high school game. You know, we might get home at 1 or 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Took you 45 minutes to get to Dillon and five hours to get home, you know. I don't yeah. know why that happened, but, <laughs> you know, and then we'd have to go. <laughs> and then you'd get in the car, you might go to Billings or yeah. Haver. Boy, that Haver trip was awful. And uh, we'd ref at Havard, you know. You would, so you wouldn't ever see your family for, geez, you'd leave, you'd leave at noon on Friday. You know, see them Sunday morning. How's everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever referee with uh, Bonesy Thatcher? No, he just did basketball. Oh, did he? Because mm-hmm. that's why he went out to referee. He wanted to work with my dad, yeah. He, but he, wanted, he wanted to leave on Friday and come home on Monday. Exactly. <laughs> well, rolling them guys, they, I mean, they were and. uh God, they'd they'd leave on a Friday and come back on uh, probably Mondays a lot yeah. of times. You know, and it's kind of funny. Gitch Combo and Oki O'Connor. I I think it was probably three years ago, three four years ago. We we're coming back and we we're meeting up with another crew in Whitehall, and uh, you're talking to some of these older guys. They can remember Gitch and Oki. Yeah. Performing for them, you know, telling their jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, you can't, you can't get better no, guys than those man, two. Oh, God, they were. I got to work with Gitch a little bit. Did you really? When I first started, yeah. We were, we were before a game, you know, he's putting his belt on. And did you ever see a belt bucker shoot? <laughs> he's trying to rub the belt, and it popped. And it, it hit the wall. I thought it was going through the wall, you know. And we're going, holy cow, Gitch. You know, because we're all new, you know. And I said, Jesus, Gitch, what are you going to do? He said, ah, not a big deal. Got a jump rope. <laughs> Had to jump rope around his pants. Oh, we man. <coughs> so that was. That, he was he was the best. I had him for was it Montana history at Central. Oh yeah. As a freshman. Because he he taught there for quite a few years, didn't he? Yeah, because he was he taught at Butte High or in the public schools anyway. Right. I don't know if it's Butte High or. He's, I think he was at East, and, and then, then he retired and went up to high school. Helped Laverna. Yeah, which, <laughs> well, my favorite story is he came in late one morning and said, "Sorry, sorry, I'm late class." I had to take Laverne up to the reservoir and give her a bath. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say, yeah, Laverne tried to cook toast again. (laughs) Burnt the toast. Yeah, those were the, I'd love to go back and work with those guys. Oh, yeah. Just be in the the road on the car ride with them. Oh, God. You know, that was half of what made the fish ain't fun. It wasn't the game. It was, you know before the game and after the game and sure spent a lot of time in them cars though you know yeah or, and then you know everyone meet at the mcqueen after or wherever we'd go and yeah because isn't that the mcqueen's kind of the spot where everyone meets to go yeah. to go to games and yeah. even home games they go together don't they 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of times they go no, meet McQueen, drive up together. Usually like Butte High, you meet at Ranchy. You know? Oh, you don't do? No, and, and then up Tech for Central games. So. As a matter of fact, we did a Central game. We, we changed here at the KC. You know, oh, really? Yeah. So you had a place to shower and stuff after, you know, because yeah. they didn't have the locker rooms ready so, yeah. or whatever. They were doing something up at Tech, so. And then you got the bar right here. Got the bar perfect. Didn't have to go far. <laughs> Can you send some down? Yeah. So, so what do you now? You got the grandkids that are keeping you busy. I know. God, that. How uh, many grandkids do you have? I got two and one on the way. Who's having one on the way? Jake. Jake. Yeah. So, what? Katie has two. She got two two girls. Yeah. And they're adorable. Oh yeah, they're fun. And the Nola just turned six today. Happy birthday, Nola. Yeah. <clears throat> and she uh, she's playing that coach pitch. Oh, she like it. Yeah. Yeah. They're funny. You know, sometimes they remember what they got doing, sometimes they don't, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, but they're five. And, yeah. And you're still selling insurance? Yep. Still got the agency over there. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> You've been doing that for a Forever. couple of years. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. I, I keep killing myself, too. You know, when we, if we could have got on the city back when we got out of high school, we'd be retired now. Yeah, that was a good gig. Oh man, the city job. But you couldn't get them. You know, the company just closed, and yeah, yeah it was. It was. They were impossible to get. Right. You know, because in the in the eighties, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was that was a tough, 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 uh, tough, tough, tough pill to swallow that one. But that yeah. would have been fun, you know, work for the city because you know, they're good jobs. Yeah. But yeah, I keep thinking about my old lot of like Lynchy Dan Lynch retiring. At oh, the end he's, of, he retired. At the end of June. Is he the same age as you? He's your behind me, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I remember him, he crazy not any taller than his table when he was playing golf and he hit a drive oh. 350 yards. Yeah. I remember putting on the green at on hole two and uh, the ball comes just flying, rolling up past the green <laughs> up against the fence and I look back and I, no there's way. A, there's this little 5'5 five, five guy walking. <laughs> and then he comes up, sorry about pumps. that. Yeah. <laughs> but you ever see him grab that club? He yeah. hooks it underneath and he, he gives it a cut. Yeah. Now, are you a golfer? I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can, you got two hole in ones at least, don't you? Yeah. Well, one official one. What's a, what one was cheating or what? No, we were. <laughs> it wasn't cheating. <laughs> it was uh, Lee LeBrush after golf. You know, Lee liked to yeah. play these games and stuff. And we're on 14 out at the country club. And, oh. You know, there was I don't know 10 of us out there. And, but anyway, I hit it and went in the hole, so that's a hole in one for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was on uh, when they, the COVID, they had the things in the pen. Oh. On number six, so that was. We had the one, and someone put it on Facebook, so I had a story on Butte Sports before, before we you were, finished golfing. Yeah, it was on six, <laughs> and by the time I go to 13, there's a, there's a goddamn story there. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I texted Oh, Matt Steppen. Steppen. It was him. Yeah, I stepped and put it on Facebook, and then I can't remember if I used the photo. But I, I texted, asked Deppin how many home ones, just the information right. club and, and all that, and he sent it back to me. <laughs> I, I thought, Jesus, well, it was weird because I hit it. You know, and I'm not, a, I don't do the yeah. Facebook stuff or I, yeah. none of that stuff, but I, it goes in and you couldn't even, you didn't know from the tee box because it's, you know, you're up the Yeah, hill. you're way up that hill, yeah. man. So you come down and. It's a tough hole. Yeah. It, <laughs> but anyway, I was sitting there and uh, I'm walking, I'm going up seven, and Kimmy LeBrush calls me. She goes, congratulations. I said, for what? <laughs> she goes, a whole one. I just seen on Facebook. I go, I look at Steps, you know, he's over there with the thumbs going. <laughs> so by the time we get to 13, you got it on the, like, Jesus Christ. No, did you do the, hit the whole, hit the drive on, tee shot on six, and then drive over and tee off on seven? 
Well, no, it was packed up that day. Oh, so, so you couldn't do that? Yeah. So. Because that's the old country club thing, right? right. You get two tee shots, the then you go putt out. Right. Yeah. But it was packed, you know, so we had, uh, there was 10 of us playing or whatever. So the first five were on seven. We were yeah. coming on six, so. But they were coming down as we're walking up to the hole. So it was, it was kind of neat. So, are, so you're kind, are you a member of the country club? I am. So are you, when someone asks you how you did, do you tell them what you shot or how fast you guys got around the course? How fast you got around yeah. the course. Because <laughs> that's a country club thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now remember, under three hours, when you get some groups on, you're out there for four, four and a half hours. Yeah. Eddie Kelly, I seen old Eddie the other day. And I, can't, I don't even know who was playing in front of him, but he was fit to be tied. He goes, you know, we've been out here for three and a half hours. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, what has he got to do? Yeah. Jeez, Eddie. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a, it's a speed game for them. Yeah, it is funny how they do that. That's what they tell you, that not what they shot. Yeah, well, that's time. my dad. He, he played with Charlie Delane, them guys, and they go at seven in the morning. Yeah. He says, "Christ, I'm home in bed before the normal guys getting up." <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? Wednesday was that ladies' day. Is, Let me think about it. Tuesday. Tuesday, because he he was his funeral was on Tuesday, which yeah. they were kind of pointing out, which was a good time for the guys. Well, he always said because that. they couldn't golf. <laughs> That was, yeah, Dad always said that. He goes, you know, if a guy dies, he should be married on Tuesday. And you say, well, he says, well, it's Ladies Day, ladies yeah. day at the golf course. And he so, was, too, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, we buried him on a Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty fitting. Oh, I know. It and he, he played with, he played with Charlie? Yeah. And that, that was group. Mick and Charlie and. Uh, what a great group that would be. Oh, God. Did you ever get to play my with him out there? Yeah, I played with a few times. Uh, my, uh, my Uncle Tim plays with him and. Uh, God, they, but they, you know, over the years, the McLaughlins. Yeah. And then, who, who do you play with now? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, like Tommy Quinn and Frankie O'Connor oh. and Lynchy, uh, Mike Merrick. You used Leo to play Myers. with, you played with the Kahuna a lot, though, didn't you? Oh, God, yeah. Miss him terribly oh. out there. That's, that was literally and figuratively the biggest loss we've had, oh. losing the Kahuna. You know, it was weird. We were up here at the KC, listening to the Central game, and... My wife calls me and says, you know, Lee died, and I went. It must have been the look on my face. Or, yeah. And I go, no. And she says, I'm on my way over to the house, and the fire trucks and ambulance are. So anyway, Bean, Lewis was here. Scotty Lewis, yeah. Oh, and he's the funniest bastard yeah. in the world. But Oki says, what's wrong? I go, that was Lynette. She said, Lee died. And Bean's going, no, he didn't. So I called her back. I said, are you sure? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, he just so, was larger in life. Yeah, disagree. So Oak and I left, and, you know, we went down to the house, and there was Lee. He's sitting in his chair. I'm sure he's watching TV. Yeah, and, so, probably yeah. watching Golf Channel. Yeah, Golf Channel, getting <laughs> pointers. But, yeah, he was a beauty. Yeah, I miss that guy. Oh, God. He'd call you up and say, oh. he knew if a golf course was open and wherever, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the season. And we yeah. are, we're on our way to go. You know? Yeah. We went, uh, when Rob Johnson was playing in Seattle, we went out there to uh, cover, like, Penisco, Pat Ryan, and me. We went out there to, to cover uh, the Mariners for the first three games or whatever. And the first game, Renzi throws out the first pitch. Oh, right. Because, yeah, well, as Renzi put it, I throw, then Randy throws, Rand, being Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. right. But there was, like, a... The national anthem, a couple bands, you know, 
introductions and everything in between. There right. was nobody at the stadium yet right. when Renzi threw. And then Randy <laughs> threw in front of everybody. But the way Renzi, see, I throw, then. Yeah. So, but Renzi was a hero that. He went out and he had his Rob Johnson jersey on, and he had the ball signed by everybody. Every bar he went to, everyone signed the ball bar. And he was right. having a blast. And the next morning, they were going to drive home. And he's like, we're going golfing first. And Renzi's like, no, we're not we're going golfing. You know, I'm, we're sleeping as late as we can, then we're driving back. And well, Lee was driving, so they went golfing the next right. morning. But so they. He golf any chance he, oh, he, he could. Golf. If he drove to Seattle, he probably stopped three times for, yeah. for a round of golf. And he was good. Yeah, he, for a big guy like that, he could really hit the ball, and his short game was good. Right. I was with him when he shot his uh, 66. Yeah. I mean, he was banging putts like you wouldn't believe it, but, I mean, he could putt and chip yeah. with anybody. He, was, mean, he was fun. Yeah, and the, the, he had the best stories. Well, we'd have him on our radio show on Wednesday nights. Couldn't wait for a commercial. Right. To hear the good stories. <laughs> what really happened. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, he's telling us I mean he's telling us stories from being a corner, you know, and he oh. you know, he didn't I mean it wasn't it nothing bothered him. No. You know. Unless a dead dog. Yeah, unless it was a dog. Yeah. You know, he, he goes, Oh, dead dogs break my heart. I go, Lee. Yeah. I I'll tell you a quick one. Andy's we're going to his Christmas party and Donald McQueen kind of beat before and was Tommy Quinn and I, and uh, Lee goes, hey, I need you guys to come help me with something. <laughs> and it was freezing. It was like 40 below. And he goes, and I go, no, I know what it is. I said, no, I'm not doing it. And he goes, come on, I'll drive you guys the rest of the night. I'll drive and all this kind of stuff. And so he talks us into going. And so we drive over to his house, and, and then he had to get a big body bag, extra big ones or whatever, yeah. you know. So we drive uptown to this basement apartment and we got to help get this body <laughs> so lee goes in and does his thing and he goes you guys are gonna put these gloves on you know you ever yeah. wear them rubber gloves and, yeah. and the freezing cold <laughs> your hands sweat and then they freeze you know yeah so anyway we're coming in there we're coming out the door and, and we're pulling on the bag and and it's kind of jigging just a big person just a big person there <laughs> and finally i go lee you got to tell me do I got the feet or do I got the head? <laughs> I just like, I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, you got that feet, idiot. <laughs> so I hope we got her out of there. And I thought, oh, God. So yeah. he called you guys to help him get the body out? No, we were right there with him. And yeah. he got the call that. Oh, you was, yeah. But he, he had you guys help him. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He was a beauty. Yeah, I miss that guy. Oh, God. You just never know where you end up when you when you went somewhere with Lee. You know? Yeah, <laughs> might be in Wise River before the night's over, or Dylan, or somewhere. And so and he always had a blast. Oh God, he it was, was impossible not to be laughing oh, yeah. around him. One of my three trips to the party palace, they were all with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in there one time. He had was this, he singing? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama, or whatever he sang, he sang it all the time. But he had a, he had his corner badge out, and he had a headband on. I, I tell you, it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Uh, his corner back. Yeah, he wore it around his neck like a Wi-Fi boat you know <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah I miss that guy so but so the kids are keeping you you busy yep, now yep, yep. The, the circle of life now I guess yeah you then you'll be yelling at uh, referees and officials exactly. out in no time well yeah you know when my daughter was playing my dad would or Jake yeah would he get on the officials? Well, he got thrown out of the, <laughs> he got thrown right out of the stadium one time. Did like, he really? Yeah, and I was coaching first base. I turned around. <laughs> Holy Christ, Dad! You <laughs> did. He got thrown out. Yeah, that's all. I remember your mom used to park up when he was, Jake was playing Legion, when it was cold, 
she'd park up above. Oh, yeah, and watch. And watch up above the third baseline oh, yeah. there. She didn't miss nothing either, Mom. She, yeah. She was fun. Yeah, and I think uh, that was Mike's. He might have been. I don't know if he's running the scoreboard or if he was announcing. My brother? Yeah, he was doing something up there anyway. Oh, up at the Legion game? Yeah. Oh, him. Oh, my dad, yeah. My dad started. Well, your dad used to announce. And then Mike would help him, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because I'd, fa- I'd go to the Miners game, and I'd have Fawns. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go to the Muckers game, and, and your dad would be there. Then I'd sit there. So my, maybe Mike might just might have been sitting right by the, the door. Yeah, because my dad did. You know, when he was always up there. The, the whole clan would be there. Oh, I know. Pam would be up there every game. And, yeah, she didn't miss nothing either, Pam. Yeah. Yeah, that, those were fun days. Now, how old's Jake now? God. Because he's been... He 33. Died. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and Katie's 28. I'm going, holy mother. And she was a good player, too. Yeah, she was... She did. Really good softball player. Yeah. Yeah. Was, she, was her mom an athlete? No. Uh, no. hate to say that, but she was. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking all the credit yeah. for the whole guard jeans or what's carrying The jeans going in, yeah. Yeah. She, it was funny. She, uh... I think we're dating. She says, "Like, gotta come watch me play softball." And about five of them go between her legs. I go, "That's enough." <laughs> you know, and I knew I didn't have much height. I should have, I should have hooked on to one of them six feet or six foot. Yeah, because she's not really tall. Oh, she's five feet tall, and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, yeah. Well, you still outkicked your coverage by a long ways. Oh wow. Well, as Coach Green would say, I can outkick it with almost anybody. So. <laughs> oh, no, it's been fun. Well, Hoga, I appreciate your time. We got an hour 16 plus going here. Holy cow. I got sweat running down my face. I know you got a birthday party. Go to birthday birthday party. Well, thanks, folks. I appreciate your time. Now I got to have your brother on to talk about that switching teams. Yeah, three different. And it was, I think it went Miami, Pittsburgh, and yeah. Yeah. Now in the Bears. And I'm sure Billy's going to, I'm going to have to have the Hogar brothers. Eventually, all three are going to have to have their, <laughs> Billy's going to want to be on. Oh, I know. That'll be a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, folks. Proud to be from you.